So faith is the key that unlocks God's favor in the reality of your life. And, and I would say that if somebody feels like, I, I just, I am not experiencing any God's favor. I don't have the peace. I don't have a, a sense of calling his destiny. I, I would say then the issue is faith. It's not God, it's not twisting God's arm and saying, please show me favor. He's already doing that. It's up to us now to say, okay, by faith, I'm going to believe that. One of the great privileges we have as Christians is finding favor from the Lord. Yet our understanding of favor can be off. We're sometimes told it's all about us, that God gave us that house, that car, that job, so we can have all we need. But his provision doesn't stop with us. Our loving Father showers his abundant resources on us, things like forgiveness, restoration, peace, joy, power, and authority, not only to bless us with a favored, happy life, but for us to joyfully demonstrate favor to others, whether they're friends, family, or strangers on the street. In this episode of the Gary Wilkerson Podcast, Gary reminds us that God's favor is not meant to end with us. It's meant to show the beauty of his unearned grace to a hurting, unbelieving world. Now here's our host, Bob Dittmer. Welcome back to the Gary Wilkerson Podcast, and uh, thank you for spending some time with us as Gary shares how we can live a better life and make a better world through Jesus Christ. We're talking again this week about God's favor and uh, what it is and how we can apply it to our lives. And Gary, last week you talked about roadblocks to our recognizing God's favor in our lives and also expecting it. Uh, Recently, I noticed that Tim Keller tweeted, if you say, I believe in God, I trusted God, and he didn't come through, then what you're really doing is just trusting God to meet your agenda. So how do we know when it's our agenda that we're working for and not what God intends for us? That's a great question. I'm not, I'm not really sure I know the answer to that. I think it's something that, that we constantly are, are processing and that the Holy Spirit is walking alongside of us and it becomes, uh, we become aware of it in the practice of it. And so, and I think you, we, we become uh, skilled in the knowledge of God. Is, uh, we can become skilled through, through experience in the heart of God. And, and so you start going into something. So, so even, you know, I, I just spent 20 minutes, probably too long, <laughs> sharing my story with you about the scaffolding and building my life. And even today, I find myself, even though I really believe that my foundation has shifted and I'm building my life with the desire to be, to be uh, self-accepting, uh, to, to, to not look at myself and say, I'm disappointed in myself, to, to say, there's peace in there, there's joy, there's contentment. Even though I'm doing that, I still find myself like feeling that that's not enough. And so maybe I should do this. So, so motives have a lot to do with it. So, um, you know. It's a work in progress. It's right? a work in progress, yeah. So when we have a true view of God's favor, uh, how should that impact our daily life? What kind of practical tips can you give us to, for walking in, in the light of God's favor? Right, right. The, um, well, first let me say the, the way to get, uh, so God is always favoring us but we're not always aware of it. When we are not aware of it, that negatively affects our life. That's where we start the building the scaffolding of our, uh, our projected self of what we feel like we should be. Um, I, was, I just wanted to read to, to us um, Hebrews chapter four. Uh, for the good news, that's, that's, that's starting off good, uh, verse, verse two. For the good news that God uh, has prepared this rest and announced just what it was to them, uh, but it did not profit them because they did not enter into the faith and so um, God's favor is always there, but it won't profit us if we don't enter into it by faith. So I have to believe that he's for me and not against me. And that, that is probably one of the 
key differences between people who live with a, a sense of, I have God's favor on me, and therefore I can rest and enter into his peace, and I can be confident and bold. I can take steps. I'm not afraid of failure uh, because uh, I have entered into that. But it says here, uh, that the, and you can take God's favor as the part of the good news. It says, there, well, they, 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 it didn't benefit them. And, and that's scary, isn't it? You know, mm-hmm. to, to think that God, for every one of his sons and every one of his daughters, he has absolute favor cast upon them. His eye is, is on them to do them good. Uh, but because of faith, they, they don't believe that. And so, again, it goes back to what I said earlier. They're, they're either striving to get it, to building a scaffolding of their own life to get God's favor on them and be self-accepting then, uh, or, or they just uh, check out and just say, too hard, can't do it, God's too hard. You, you remember the parable of the, the, the servants who were given talents each, and the third one was given one, and he buried it. And the reason he buried it is because he said, I knew you were a hard man. So that's somebody who didn't enter into it didn't, uh, God's favor did not benefit him at all because he didn't enter into it by faith. So faith is the key that unlocks God's favor in the reality of your life. And, and I would say that if somebody feels like, I, I just, I am not experiencing any God's favor. I don't have a peace. I don't have a, a sense of calling, his destiny. I, I, I would say then the issue is faith. It's not God, it's not twisting God's arm and saying, please show me favor. He's already doing that. It's up to us now to say, okay, by faith, I'm going to believe that. Um, and that changes uh, some real practical things. I think, number one, it has to change our language, uh, what we say about ourselves uh, internally, in our own mind. Like, we can't keep rehearsing, I'm a failure, I'll never amount to anything, I'm such a disappointment. That language has to be cut off immediately. What we say t- uh, about ourselves to others, uh, same way. It's like, oh, I could never do that. Oh, you're so good at that. I, I, you know, or I don't know if I have any gifts. You know, the, the, that, that type of thing is, is a lack of faith. It, it's, it's an accusation, really, against God. I was talking to somebody. Uh, I had lunch with somebody yesterday, and we were talking about this issue. And I, and I, and I said to him, you know, it's like, if you, were, if you were as kind to yourself as you were to others, you, you would be at peace. You're so hard on yourself. You're always accusing yourself. That wasn't a good enough sermon, and and I wish I was you know pastoring better. And I, I was like, man, it's like, you know, if you were talking, when you look at me and you hear me preach or you hear me lead, lead or you see me lead, you're always saying nice things. Do you believe them? He goes, yeah. I said, but but for yourself, like I believe them about you, but you don't believe them about yourself. And so, faith is is that God has favor, but also we have to have faith. And this sounds strange, but a little bit of faith in ourselves to believe that he's he's put some good stuff inside of us. His spirit lives in us. Uh, he abides with us. And so um, uh, Jesus said to Peter, don't call what I've made clean unclean. And a lot of people are walking around calling themselves unclean. And, and faith will say, okay, God has made me clean. So the faith will say that I am clean. I believe that now. And because I believe that, it's going to change the way I talk about myself, what I believe about myself. That gives you a confidence now to enter in, to engage in life with, uh, uh, with a sense of uh, uh, being brave, being bold, stepping out, uh, not fearing, because you know who you are. And even if you, even if you fail, even if you, again, it's, uh, it's the one who doesn't sense they have favor ends up trying to become a perfectionist. I have to do everything right to get God's favor. Oh, no, I made a mistake. And then they're just, they're, they're, they're miserable. One of my grandkids was over the house the other day, and he spilt uh, his, his juice cup, and it fell over the floor. And he was so like, oh, I'm sorry, Papa. I'm sorry, Papa. I was like, don't worry. Don't, take a breath. Calm down. I was like, I was so shocked. He was uh, so alarmed over that, wow. you know, like I was going to be mad at him. 
and uh, and 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 we, you know, his dad wasn't, and I wasn't. We were just like, oh, come on, son, this is great. Uh, we'll just clean it up, and I, I, you know, we we see God as that ogre at times who's. Uh, you know, ready to slap us when we fail, and therefore we cower in fear, and we say, "We knew you were hard, man." Uh, but, but uh, knowing God's favor is on us, and then by faith engaging in it, uh, releases in us a a, a sense of, "I'm going to try this, and if it fails, He's going to help me mm-hmm. get back up." Uh, to quote the T-shirt, "God doesn't make junk," right? That's, That's right. right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned in your book this idea of ultimate favor. Mm-hmm. Uh, how is that? What is that? Does it go beyond God's favor? What is it? Yeah. In the book, I, the, 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 why I wrote the book to start with was the polarized uh, Christian worldview on this issue. Uh, you have a, one whole camp that is, and, they, and they're labeled the prosperity movement. And, and the excesses of that, I, I think, are, are, are harmful. But there's some truth in that, that the whole, there's another side of the camp, uh, a whole other camp. On, that, that, that like looks at that and says like, no, don't want anything, don't ask God for anything, just, just be humble and uh, give everything away and suffer and, uh, you know, and, and this camp says like, oh, they're, you know, they don't even know the goodness of God and this camp says they don't know how to suffer for the, for the, for the, for the cause of Christ and so they're very polarized uh, and they demonize one another uh, and the excesses on both are, are harmful to the body of Christ. So I started with that in mind. Could I could I bring forth a teaching that's biblical, that that helps us understand that God is for us. He's a good good father, and and so like you know I have four kids. I want them to have a good education. I want them to drive. I don't want them to drive clunkers. I don't want them to live in a hovel. I want them to live in a nice home. And I'm thinking if I want that, doesn't God want those things? So to accuse the prosperity movement of saying like, oh, you're all about materialism. Well, if you're all are about materialism, then you know there needs to be a course correction. But if you're all about like a non-materialistic worldview where you have to live in poverty, then you need a, a, a course correction as well. And so uh, I look at God as a father and say he's a good, good father, and therefore he wants to bless me. And so, so I came from a background was a little bit more towards the camp that was like, uh, you know, that, that, that the false prosperity movement is, is horrible. It's the worst teaching in the world. And again, I understand the excesses of that. But, but I started to see is like, you know what, a lot of those people that are accusing the f- prosperity movement of being heresy are, are actually, you know, they're kind of living pretty nice. They have a nice car and a nice home. And those are things we need to be thankful for and believe that our good, good father gives good gifts to his children. If we ask for bread, he's not going to give us fish, uh, a snake or uh, you know, a scorpion. And so um, a lot of us feel like, you know, on this one side of the camp, it's like, Maybe we're supposed to ask for scorpions, and no, we're supposed to ask for bread. We're supposed to ask for fish. Those are, these are things he loves to give to his children, but it can get off. Uh, it can get off uh, into into heresy when it becomes the manipulation of God to get myself the American dream. Uh, so, I, so I wanted to sort of chip the edges off the excesses of both camps, and say there's something more in the middle that. We believe that God wants to prosper us and bless us, but we don't live for materialistic goods. And so there's this, this, this centrality of that. And now to answer your question finally, ultimate favor is not the favor of uh, I have good, healthy children. I have a great calling in my life. I'm fulfilling my destiny in my career. Um, I, I have health. Those are all good. That, that's all part of God's favor, health and blessing and prosperity, part of God's favor. Ultimate favor goes far, far beyond that. And if you don't live for ultimate favor, you're going to get stuck in a, in a small world, a, a small vision. 
having a bigger vision of ultimate favor is, God, um, thank you for the car and the home and healthy children and a, a good a career. Thank you for good friends and a wonderful marriage. Thank you for all these blessings that are, are uh, signs of your favor. But ultimate favor for me is when Moses was going to, God said to him, you, you can go into the promised land. You can have the milk and honey. You can have the blessing. You can have the homes and you can have the rivers and uh, the gold and the land. You can have all that, but I'm not going with you. And Moses says, whoa, no way. I, if you don't go, I'm not going with you. To me, that's ultimate favor is, is saying, God, uh, take the silver, take the gold, take everything else. I want you most. I want you more than anything else. Uh, that's ultimate favor when he says, uh, you have me. Therefore, anybody can be happy. So, so we here at World Challenge work in some of the poorest places in the world, some of the worst slums, the largest, most impoverished slums in the world. And, I, and so when I go in there, do I say, well, these people don't have the favor of God on their life? because they don't have the car and they don't have the home and they don't have running water and they don't have plumbing. Not at all because they have ultimate favor uh, when, when, when God is with them. And you see that in the children even, they're content. Uh, they're playing with uh, rolled up pieces of paper and it's their soccer ball and they're laughing their heads off or there's a grandma in there who's lived in, in, in what to us would be extreme poverty her whole life and she sings herself to sleep singing, uh, you know, oh, the deep, deep love of Jesus. Uh, that, that's ultimate favor. Um, but I do believe that that, uh, that that God's a good father and he's wanting to do both. And so in these impoverished situations, we're actually helping people realize by faith God's favor. Uh, so, so even in the most poor countries we're working in, the poorest neighborhoods, poorest communities, we're finding it's, it's this issue of faith sometimes. <clears throat> God is, God's favored Americans, God's favored Westerners. <clears throat> Uh, but me, you know, I'm just stuck in this. And once that light turns on and they start having faith, it starts changing them too. And mm -hmm. it's it's not just an external po prosperity, although it is that. Um, we're working with, I would say, tens if not hundreds of thousands of people now that used to live on a dollar a day, uh, which is UN labels as extreme poverty, <clears throat> that now I would say the majority of them have at least doubled if not quadrupled their income, four, five, six, seven, eight, ten dollars a day. Uh, key issue starting with faith. They're, they're, they're believing that God has something more for them and they're escaping uh, physical poverty. So I, so I see ultimate favor as knowing God and that he's with us. And then that, <clears throat> the ramifications of that are that it changes my mindset. Uh, the faith rises up in me and I believe I can, I can start that little business. So, th so there's, there's, there's mama in Africa and she starts selling flowers on the street corner and all of a sudden just like amazing things or they, they use that little piece of land in their backyard and they, they start a farm because they believe that God is for them now where if they don't believe God's for them, they'll say, you know, that crop won't grow. I can't sell flowers. Nobody's going to buy any flowers. So, so they're defeated before they start. Now that's in the worst case scenario, but it happens here in, in, in the Western world as well. I can, I'll never amount to anything. I, you know, God could never use me. I'm, I'm not gifted. I, and so fear uh, disables us from being all that God intends us to be. His ultimate favor does... I think these two things, uh, one is, is the blessings on our life, but the core of it, and the one that we really should aim for more than anything else, um, you know, take the whole world, but give me Jesus, mm. and that, that, that is the core, and, and I think that pleases God, too. It's like, you know, as, as fathers, we probably have all experienced that time <clears throat> where one of our kids said, you know, Daddy, I love you, not because of the stuff you give me, but just for who you are, and... You, you mentioned ultimate favor, and I, I get I, what I see is uh, one of the aspects of it is 
seeing what true favor is, which often isn't our Western mindset of what favor is. And I think of my, my oldest grandson and my oldest grandchild had a, his 10th birthday this week. Mm. He was born with hydrocephalitis, which was water on the brain, okay. and which has left him with severe mental and physical mm. challenges. Mm. But what a sweet kid. Yeah. And I remember when I first found out while he was, had not yet been born that he was going to have this, of course, prayed, no, Lord, don't, don't let that happen. Yeah. And, the, and the benefits we have seen since from him, the blessings we have enjoyed mm. from him wow. since, go far beyond what I would have had for him, what I would hope for him. Yeah. So we see God's favor in things that we never expected. Yeah, yeah. 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 And um, would you – I'll ask you a question. Would you say that there was ever any sense of – this happen, maybe God is not favoring our family? Did that, did that ever strike you at all? Or? You know, I, I don't know that I had that conscious thought. I mean, I, I, God had been good to us. You do question, why did this happen? Right. Why did it happen? And, and, and in that question comes a questioning of God's character, isn't there? Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, you can see that in so many things in life, that uh, the things that you thought may have been the snake were actually the loaf of bread. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah. you just you didn't know it. Yeah. Uh, so I, I guess it, um, it I, my thinking certainly could have gone there, and I think even in the question it may have been there. Yeah. Uh, just, but I was watching my mouth. <laughs> yeah, right, good. Well, I think that's that's probably the the the, um, the benefit of this podcast today. Uh, what people are hearing is that that you know how many, what would be the percentage? I'm not going to put a number on it, but a large percentage of people listening to us right now are, are feeling like this went wrong in my life, and where, where is where you know how can I get that favor? And I, I just want to say it one more time as clearly as possible: it's already there. Just receive it by faith. And then start, you know, uh, start walking it out. Like, like believing it will start changing what, what you think about yourself, what you say about yourself, and then what you'll do. You'll do different things because you believe you're favored, and uh, that will change. So you don't. Have, so, so the, the word is, you don't have to get stuck in being disappointed with yourself. You don't have to get stuck with self-loathing and self-hatred. Um, once you realize the God of all wisdom, the God who knows everything perfectly thinks I'm good, he likes me, uh, he loves me. And, and if, he do, if he's chosen to do that, then there must be some value that, that he has uh, designed in me, created in me from, from my mother's womb, the, the, my very DNA. He, he cast a favorable eye upon it and is working things for my good. Uh, when you know that, it, it brings peace and contentment and, and so you can escape that despair. Because if you don't escape that despair, it will lead to an addiction if you don't, uh, with, and so so God's favor is is a, is a, an addiction breaker. Uh, so people who are stuck in, in the addiction of pornography or uh, just the, the, the self-loathing will be uh, medicated. People will, I gotta have a drink. I gotta go to the bar tonight. You know, just like, and so no matter how hard, they, and and then they drink and they go home and cry out, God, when will I ever be set free from this addiction? And I'll try with my willpower to stop this. I, I promise I'll never do that again. I'll never look at pornography. I'll never take another drink. I'll, I'll never take drugs. I'll, uh, you know, and, 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 and willpower alone won't do it. If, if you hate yourself and you feel like a failure, you're, you're going to live what you feel about yourself. So the, the, your view of God, as, as we started this podcast, Tozer said that, uh, we quote Tozer, your view of God, your worldview, what you think of God will determine what you believe about yourself and how you act. And so if I believe God's for me, then I'm going to be for myself. I'm not going to be wallowing in self-pity saying, woe is me. Therefore, there's going to be a contentment in me, a peace in me that won't need to medicate the pain because instead of living, I realize that life is going to be painful, 
but I realized that he put, he put something in me. There's peace in me to to battle the pain, and there's 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 power in me. There's 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 a warrior in me. There's a godly warrior in me that doesn't cower to to the enemy's onslaught. That it that it that it takes that, and and you see these things turn in, into something good. You just described a lot of people out there. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people in the church think that way. And, Absolutely. And why so many? Yeah, we don't. You mentioned the percentage. We don't know what the percentage is. We right. just know there are a lot of them. Yeah. Why does it seem to be growing exponentially? These I think days? it's growing exponentially. And let me also say that it could possibly be worse in the church because in the church you're not supposed to say you have it. Mm-hmm. You're not supposed to say I have a disappointment with myself or I am in despair or I loathe myself or I just can't accept myself for who I am. You know, you got to put on the happy face. And so it actually multiplies the, the, the pain, the problem, the loneliness. And so I, I think sometimes in the church, if it's not an honest, open place where, where you can share in real Christian community, which is the good stuff, mm-hmm. uh, it, it magnifies the, the pain and the loneliness and, and the, <clears throat> the, the self-hatred actually intensifies. So, so I think that's why, why it's really rampant in, in the church. And then there's, a, there's guilt and shame, too, because... As a Christian, you say, I'm not supposed to be this way. Uh, Jesus saved me. Uh, uh, you know, He died for me on the cross, so how dare I feel disappointed with my life? Uh, I'm supposed to be better than this. I'm supposed to be happy. And so then, then we get angry at ourselves for not being happy with ourselves. Uh, we, you know, we get disappointed, we're disappointed. We get, we get depressed that we're depressed. And, and, and again, it just magnifies and multiplies it. It's not ent- until you look at the core of this again and saying, Okay, I'm building my life uh, with the wrong construct. I'm trying to construct a life that will be successful and make me happy rather than saying, no, that life isn't for me. This is the life. I build my life on the solid rock and the, and the building that he's building, and he's constructing something that is sound, it's healthy, uh, it's alive, and it has God's favor. So, but it is. It's, 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 a, um, it's a rampant problem. Whenever I... Uh, get do guest speaking at a church. Um, if at the end, if I'm talking about this issue, long lines of people come up and say, you know, uh, my my wife left me, and I just felt like such a failure. Uh, you know, my children are this way. Uh, just one story after another of uh, of this this sense of um, honestly coming to confront the reality that life is hard, and the expect their expectation was different than that. Uh, you know, I think that's why you didn't. You, you didn't get derailed when the situation came in your family uh, because you're not expecting this, this, this world to be without, uh, you know, some, some, some things to look at and go like, well, that's, we have to navigate that. We have to t- take an honest look. Okay, how are we going to do this? And your family did it so well. So now you have a 10-year-old who's, yeah. what, peaceful and loving and happy right. and joyful. Yeah, yeah, we all love him. He's great. Yeah. yeah, and he's probably one of the most loving members of your he family uh, because you guys didn't, you didn't let it defeat you. You, you. you guys, you guys said, you know, we're we're going to, we're gonna, we're not gonna just wallow in uh, despair and saying why God and and so because of that, you were able to appreciate that a boy, right? A boy. A boy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah appreciate him and and, and yeah. so he he blossomed and and you've probably seen uh, maybe ten year olds who uh, are in a cancer ward or uh, you know, brain tumors and the parents are like questioning God and they're getting angry and, and that child it, they take on a different attitude they become a little bit despairing themselves they, be, they, they withdraw they get fearful and so you know you're, you're describing changing our expectations mm. 
which a lot of people will bristle at if you tell them that they should not expect that or they should not aspire to wealth or to a job that they wanted. Mm. What do you say to them if they're just saying, you know, I'm sorry, I can't accept that. I think I deserve this. I'd say, look at your life. <laughs> My goodness. Are you, you know, uh, I've not met anybody pain-free. I've not met, yeah. met anybody who has everything all together, who's not suffering in some realm or another. And if you are not at all, just hang on. You will. <laughs> and so, man, get real. Get Face reality. This is, doesn't mean be defeated by it. And, 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 and faith will engage like in the midst of these storms and these chaos, the chaos of life. Something good can come up, come come out of this. There, there's 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 the beauty out of ashes, uh, and that's that's the contrast of of uh, again back to the garden. There was a snake there, but there was also God walking in the middle of the garden with them, uh, and and life is that constant tension in that. And that's why that's why the the the, the, the crux of the book, the last chapter there, is speaking about ultimate favors because when, so in my life I have seasons where I'm going like, wow, this. It's all seem, seems to be working pretty good right now. There's my family, my kids are all doing well, and my marriage is great, and my finances are on top of the, on top of my game financially, and my health is, is better than ever. Like, hey, this is like, um, and I know that's great. I love that, and I accept that, and don't want anything else. But I want in the middle of that, I want to know ultimate favor. God, you're with me in this because I don't want to just be rich and healthy and not have God in my life. Um, but there's other seasons where. Uh, crisis and struggle and heartache and uh, you know our family has, has has suffered like every other family has and to know that I have ultimate favor in the middle of that he's with me he's walking me through that uh, he he is there so sometimes sometimes Jesus uh, stands up in your the boat of your life and and speaks to the storm and says peace be still and other times he's going hey, it's pretty pretty windy out there, isn't it? But we'll get to the other side. And sometimes he's asleep in the boat. Sometimes he's asleep, yeah, he's for that season. <laughs> yeah. and, and, and so, and that, what was, what was Jesus' response to his disciples? Oh, ye of little faith. Mm-hmm. The issue was of, of his favor, again, was it did not, his favor did not benefit them uh, because of their lack of faith. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, well, I have no doubt in the last several minutes we spent here, you probably hit a nerve with a lot of people. They're out there thinking, you know, this is me. You've described my life perfectly. Probably more than we'd like to know are feeling that way. In closing comments to those folks, what, what should they do? How can they proceed? How can they find God's favor in the midst of what they're in? Yes. Th- yeah, thank you for asking that question because I really want, I want our time together today to have benefit. And the only way it's going to benefit is if people believe it. Um, so, so I, I want to I shake people's hearts up to the place where they come out of that spiritual funk of unbelief and doubt and despair and, and awaken in them that sense that, uh, and that knowledge that God is there for them. Uh, I, w- I want to encourage them to read everything they can get their hands on scripturally. Um, look up the word faith. Look up the word believe. Look up the word favor. Uh, do, do an in-depth study on these things because uh, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. So, so it's one thing for me to, today here to say is if you'll have faith in the favor of God, then it will impact you. Well, then the question begs, well, how do I get that faith? So it comes by hearing and hearing the Word of God. Most of us are hearing the Word of the enemy. We're hearing the devil say, you're worthless, you're no good, you're a failure, you'll never make it, your kids are lost, they're, you're, you're, they're never, you know, the, the devil said that to me every day when my son was living on the streets in his addiction. Uh, he'll, he, he's not going to live. I'm going to kill him. 
And, and, I, and I would believe that. And so that caused such fear and stress. I'd wake up at two in the morning crying, just like, oh man, I'm waking up crying. I, I didn't even know I was, I was thinking about this. I was thinking about it while I was sleeping. And um, so, so fear was the issue there. And so, uh, they're, they're, so I was believing the lies uh, rather than believing what God says. That, you know, so God, God had given us some promises. A close friend of mine had, had um, <clears throat> he was the director of Teen Challenge in Southern California, and I was sitting next to him at a banquet, and he wrote on a little piece of paper, uh, James and John, the sons of Zebedee, were in the boat with their father. And he handed that to me, and I said, what does that mean? He goes, your sons are going to be in the boat with you. They're, they're going to make it. And I, I actually took that little, it was on a, uh, a napkin. I took it home and framed it. It was put, put it by my bedside. And it changed my thinking. Rather than believing what the devil was saying about defeat and despair and loss, I started believing. The promises of God. promises of God, yeah, yeah. And so, so rehearse the promises of God, believe the promises of God. Um, and, and it might be a slow start. Uh, at first, it might be you're going back and forth, but that's good. It's 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 better to go back and forth a little bit than to to just be totally defeated. And so 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 get some gumption in you, get some grit, get some fight, and say, I am going to stand up. I am going to stand on the promises of God. I'm going to believe the best that God has for me. And it'll be a battle because especially if you've been kind of wallowing in maybe maybe many months or even years in a despair of of, of self hatred, you, you, it, it might take a season of doing that. But but get in the Word. Uh, and start, <clears throat> I would even keep a journal and, and say, uh, you know, at the end of the day, just say, you know what, I said this about myself and that wasn't true. I didn't believe this about myself. And then, then the next day say, okay, I'm going to do, gonna, I'm going to turn the corner here. And, and again, it's all by uh, favor. It's, it's, not a, uh, it's not just sheer willpower. I'm going to get better. I'm going to do better. I'm going to think better. The power of positive thinking in itself is, is very limited. Uh, the, the power of Godly thinking, where, where God's favor is, is instructing your thoughts and your mind, having what the Bible calls the mind of Christ, mm-hmm. not, not the mind of Tony Robbins or Oprah Winfrey, the mind of Christ, you know, that it's not just uh, looking in the mirror and saying, I'm good enough. It is far beyond that. It's, it's a confidence that comes from the, from the finished work of Jesus Christ. He, he completed the work. It's done. He, he died. Uh, you know, in the Old Testament, the, the priest had to go day by day for the sacrifice of sins, because you sinned every day, so you had to repent every day and start all over again every day. The New Testament says Jesus came along and he died once and for all. There's no more sacrifice day after day. So I don't have to every day get up and say like, I'm a bad Christian and I didn't do good. I have to get up every day and say, it's finished. He took all my sin. I I stand clean in the presence of the Holy Spirit. I I am the righteousness of God in Christ. I have God's favor on my life. Uh, That outlook will Change, change the very DNA of who you are. And uh, I, I promise you within, I would say within weeks, peop, somebody's gonna ask you, what? you're different, <laughs> what, what is it? And it's gonna be the joy of the Lord, the, the confidence that comes from him, that shift from self-hatred to self-acceptance. And I think a lot, a lot of people, if they could just change their goal to be from successful or popular or rich or famous, to be, to, I, I just wanna accept myself. I just, I just wanna look at my life and say, you know, it's not perfect. And, and there's things I want to change, but it's good. God, God made me, and he's for me. He's not against me. And, and uh, so uh, th- that's right now in my life, th- th- my greatest contentment is that I kind of look at my life and go like, you know, I, I would certainly wish some things were different, but, but I kind of feel like I, I can accept myself now. 
And, and I, I would pray that people, you know, my age get that. Um, I would certainly pray people that were younger than me would catch it early. It would have been very great if you, yeah. you're in your 20s and you're already <laughs> living out of the sense of, of the rest of uh, – you've entered into the rest and you can accept yourself without trying to be a perfectionist, without um, <clears throat> trying to build your uh, scaffolding of your life on the, on the sand. Yeah. Yeah. Good advice. Uh, you're talking about Thanks. bootstrap Christians. I heard somebody mm-hmm. once call them, and just yeah. at some point, you just got to give up and re- and rest in what Christ has already done, yeah. and will do. Right? Yeah, that's the finished work. Yeah. yeah. Well, good advice, yeah. uh, Gary, and, and hopefully uh, those listening will will benefit from it as well. And also, I would suggest if you want to give us a call here at World Challenge, perhaps we can find you with some resources and help yeah. you look for some ways to uh, bring that about in your life yeah. as well. Yeah, I want to really encourage you to get the book. I'm not just uh, it's not a sales pitch. This is <laughs> I believe the Holy Spirit put something in our hands to present to people that can transform their life. So I I, I pray that people would. Uh, either download it in their on their Kindle or whatever, or their their phone, or go to the bookstore, pick it up, or order it, and have it delivered. Um, and then, then if you don't mind, uh, maybe they could write to us. They could they could just say, hey, that, that that did affect me, or that tell us tell us your story about the transformation that that faith releases in in, in uh, the, the the awareness, and then the effectiveness of God's favor. Uh, becomes a more uh, uh, clear reality in your life. because And so, yeah, write to us. Uh, you can email us at uh, World Challenge. Uh, yeah, and check out our resources online at World Challenge as well. It's a, I'm thankful to be part of this ministry. It's, it's growing. Uh, the impact we're having uh, in, in poverty solutions around the world is, is a blessing, but also the message uh, of the gospel, this good news that, that uh, it'll benefit us if we'll enter in by faith. Uh, you can find uh, that book, a link to how to purchase the book on our website. We'll also have information in our show notes as well on this webpage so that you can uh, find out how to buy the book, where to get it. And, uh, and again, please let us know how it affected you and, and how it may have benefited you. So, Gary, thank you for good advice. Thank you for the book. Yeah, thanks, Bob. And, and uh, appreciate this time together. I enjoy my time with you. Thank you. Appreciate it. You've been listening to the Gary Wilkerson Podcast. God showers his abundant resources on you through forgiveness, grace, restoration, peace, power, and authority. As Gary reminded us today, God does so not only to bless you with a favored, happy life, but also to make you a joyful demonstration of his favor to others, showing the beauty of his unearned grace to a hurting, unbelieving world. If this topic has stirred something in your soul and you'd like to learn more, let me suggest you pick up Gary's latest book titled God's Favor. In it, he paints a brighter and more biblical picture of God's favor, revealing how our loving Father showers abundant resources on us, even if we aren't aware of them. But His provision doesn't and shouldn't ever stop with us. God wants our lives to show His unearned grace to a hurting, unbelieving world. To see more on this discussion of God's grace and goodness in your life, you can order a copy of God's favor on the World Challenge website, worldchallenge.org. Next week, would you travel to the most dangerous parts of the world just to tell those who would kill you that Jesus loves them? Victor Marx talks about putting actions to the command to forgive even in the face of fear. The Gary Wilkerson Podcast is brought to you by World Challenge. Sound design for this episode by Mike Hallsmith. Our producer is Chris Wigington. We hope to see you next time on the Gary Wilkerson Podcast. Until then, do all you can to live a better life and make a better world through Jesus Christ.